Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. The newest Masters champion is Scotty Scheffler. Is the play-in tournament considered the NBA playoffs? Plus, will the Warriors be the team to win a wild Western Conference? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and the biggest debates in sports. You're Locked On Today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. On Super Bowl Saturday, Scotty Scheffler had zero PGA Tour wins. As of today, April 11th, Scotty Scheffler has four PGA Tour wins. He is the world number one, and he is now your 2022 Masters champion, holding off a late charge from Rory McIlroy, who has still yet to win that elusive green jacket. To give us some background on where this guy came from, University of Texas graduate Scotty Scheffler, Locked On Big 12 host Josh Neighbors is here with me now. And Josh, I'll just ask you, where did this guy come from? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's he's so he's been around for a minute, right? I mean, I think we, you know we've seen him, uh, we've, we've we've known him, but this was the year that he really took the step and. Just the game for him has been there. You know, you just see it from from tee to green. He is really a complete player. Now, today there were some flashes of not tee to green being be a complete player. Um, but for a majority of the week, and that's, this is what's won him all these tournaments this year. I mean, he's just been red hot. And we've seen guys be red hot and head into Augusta and be really humbled. This guy just seems to have the attitude about him that it's just golf. I'm out here playing. I enjoy golf. I enjoy other things outside of golf. So like he's just very temper, and he's mentioned a bunch of interviews beforehand too. So his temperament is actually perfect for a pressurized situation like this because it really felt like no matter how bad he played at certain times, he could always recover. He always just knew he had the confidence, the ability, and the humility really to understand, okay, I messed up, breath, let's move on. This is a guy who was the Phil Mickelson freshman of the year at the University of Texas in 2015. And we probably should have seen this coming, right? He was uh, tied for fourth at the PGA Championship in 2020, tied for seventh at the U.S. Open last year and tied for eight at the Open last year. And then coming into the Masters, he put together one of the best stretches of golf that we have seen in recent vintage. He won the Phoenix Open Super Bowl Sunday in a loaded field. He won the Arnold Palmer in Orlando in a loaded field, and he won the WGC Dell match play in Austin in a loaded field, and there is no more loaded field than the Masters. This is a 25-year-old kid we're talking about. So yes, he's been here a minute, but it's really only been like a minute and 12 seconds, and yet he's doing this. He seems like a guy who's built to stay. And yet when you look at his game, he doesn't have Dustin Johnson's length. He doesn't have the Jordan Spieth magic. He doesn't have the, the, the tiger clutch putts or anything. He's not hitting towering iron shots. He's just, as you said, T to green. Yeah. He doesn't make mistakes. He was steady. He was incredible. This seems like it's built to last. Yeah, it does. And and the one thing you mentioned, like loaded fields, I mean, look at the guys that he beat on his way to, you know, to this year, you know, he ends up in a playoff Patrick Cantley and beats in the, in the Waste Management Open in Phoenix, as you mentioned. And then, you know, he holds off Hatton, Horschel, and Hovland, the three H's right there for you, uh, another Big 12 guy, Victor Hovland, Oklahoma State Cowboy, to win uh, the Arnold Palmer Invitational. And then he beats Kevin Kisner four and three, which is, you know, if you know golf, it's, that's a pretty comprehensive four and three in a match play setting. 
to go ahead and win the WGC Dell Technologies. This is a guy that's been putting together also, you know, amateur pedigree, as you mentioned, played on the Ryder Cup team. So at 25, a lot of experience, whether it be college, amateur, pro, major. He's he's just he's kind of got it all. And I think this was the week where you saw him put it all together. Thanks for making Lockdown Today your first listen. Coming up with the NBA play-in tournament about to begin. The Nets are in a precarious position. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your daily gambling needs. Here are a few NFL draft props to keep an eye on. Bet Online has the first receiver selected at a dead heat. Drake London plus 120 has a tiny edge over Garrett Wilson at plus 125. The likely first cornerback taken looks like a much different race with Ahmad Sauce Gardner and Everyone else, Bet Online has the Bearcats standout minus 350 to be the first corner off the board. The second highest odds goes to Derek Stingley Jr., plus 225. And quarterback looks like an interesting race as well. Malik Willis is the Bet Online favorite at minus 180. Kenny Pickett, plus 145. I like those odds. Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. Tragedy struck the NFL on Saturday. I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Unfortunately, Saturday brings us terrible and tragic news. Dwayne Haskins, 24 years of age and a former Washington first-round pick in just 2019 and last with the Pittsburgh Steelers, was tragically killed this morning in South Florida after being hit by a vehicle, according to ESPN. Dan and Tanya Snyder have issued a statement that read, quote, we are devastated to hear the news of the tragic passing of Dwayne Haskins Jr. He was a young man with a tremendous amount of potential who had an infectious personality. To say we are heartbroken is an understatement. Our hearts and prayers are with the members of Dwayne's family and all of those who knew and loved him. Ron Rivera, the head coach of the Washington Commanders, also issued a statement saying, quote, I am absolutely heartbroken to hear the news of the passing of Dwayne Haskins Jr. Dwayne was a talented young man who had a long life ahead of him. This is a very sad time and I am honestly at a loss for words. I know I speak for the rest of our team in saying he will be sorely missed. Our entire team is sending our heartfelt condolences and thoughts and prayers to the Haskins family. Widely thought of as the best team in the NL for 2022, the Los Angeles Dodgers end the first weekend of the season under 500, thanks to the new look Colorado Rockies. Rock on Rockies fans. Well, what an opening series for the Rockies. The Rockies take two games from the Dodgers and really put together a complete dominant performance on Sunday. Antonio Senzatella starts out great. The bullpen only needs two arms to get it done as Ty Block makes his Rockies debut. Another Colorado kid sets down 12 Dodgers in a row. The new look Rockies start the season off two and one. Bud Black gets his 1,000th win. The Rockies scored runs. The Rockies manufactured runs. The Rockies played pretty good defense. Some stuff today especially is a little shaky and some other stuff we've seen in this series, but we saw some great double plays in huge situations. The Rockies capitalized on the Dodgers making mistakes, and the Rockies come away with the series win against the Dodgers. And I saw something. Rockies haven't beaten the Dodgers in a home series since 2018. I'll confirm that on the show this week, but if that's the case, a major series win for the Rockies. The Rockies start the season on a great note. The 44th win by the Minnesota Wild was not a good look for the LA Kings. Blowing a two-goal lead is bad. Blowing a three-goal lead, even worse. Hey, everybody. Seth Topol, host of Locked on Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. 
recapping a 6-3 win for the Minnesota Wild over the Los Angeles Kings to get win number 44 on the season. Wild trailed 3-0 with time winding down in the first period thanks to a Kings shorthanded goal, an even strength goal, and a power play goal as well. But then Kirill Kaprizov got the scoring started, his 42nd goal of the season, which ties Marion Gabrick and Eric Stahl in the wild record books for most goals in a single season. After that, it was Matt Boldy making his return to the lineup. Welcome back, young man. Also scoring Jared Spurgeon in the second period to tie it up at 3-3. Then Matt Zuccarello, Marcus Foligno, and Nick Bukestad add the fourth, fifth, and sixth unanswered goals for the Wild, who scored, as mentioned, six straight goals after trailing early 3-0. Here is another story you need to know. The Brooklyn Nets are in the play... No, the play-in. Not the playoffs yet. I don't know. Are we doing the playoffs? It's the play-in. I don't think we're going to go all the way to the playoffs. The play-in. Maybe my next guest will have a take on whether we should actually call this the playoffs. Adam Armbrecht from Locked on Nets joins me now. Adam, how concerned should Nets fans be about a team like the Nets that has been inconsistent actually getting into the playoffs? Concerned, no. But to your point, Doug and I just talked about this. The Brooklyn Nets are not in the playoffs. And a lot of pundits around the Nets, a lot of fans around the Nets had already been laying out the path through the playoffs to the conference finals and beyond, you still have to go out on Tuesday night and beat the Cleveland Cavaliers who have Darius Garland, who have Evan Mobley, who will have a returning Jared Allen. Like it's a talented team. And before you do that, you cannot start making your plans for first round matchups, albeit with, we know the potential Boston Celtics. How do you like this matchup for the Nets and the Cavs? As you mentioned, Jared Allen potentially coming back and and Evan Mobley, Darius Garland. This is a team that when they were healthy to start the season looked like one of the three or four best teams in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, it was a different team over the course of the season for the Brooklyn Nets. There's players that were a part of the three to one season series that the Nets took uh, that are no longer members of this roster. Now, you do have a guy like Seth Curry. You do have Bruce Brown, who's certainly a different version of himself at this point. And potentially, though not confirmed yet, Goran Dragic could be there for that Tuesday night matchup. But the Cleveland Cavaliers are a big team, right? Mobley, Allen, uh, Markinen, you know, even whatever he is at this point of his career, Kevin Love is a bigger perimeter shooter. So they present matchups that I think you look on the interior and you have to say Andre Drummond, and Nicholas Claxton. You need to play smart basketball, try to get those defensive rebounds, avoid the second chance opportunities, and then avoid getting into early foul trouble because the Nets are not a deep team when it comes to having some of that size and some of that length. The benefit would be that the firepower, I think, is what the Brooklyn Nets are going to hang their hat on in this particular one-game matchup. From a Nets perspective, did you feel like these teams at the top were angling to not play the Nets? You know, it's it's hard to speculate because, you know, in this moment, when you see that the Brooklyn Nets have secured the seventh seed for the play-in, well, then you look up the standings and you go, oh, everyone was trying to finagle their way to this level of success. But the Celtics, the Bucks, the 76ers, only the Miami Heat were up there in the one seed and really secured in their position. So to speculate on trying to just lose one game, but win the other key one, we've seen in an NBA season like this where there's no guarantee, right? You lose to bad teams. It happens to the best of them. So that combined with the idea that even though 
you may rather play Charlotte or Atlanta is as hot as any team is or the Cleveland Cavaliers, certainly in the first round matchup. You can't be the Milwaukee Bucks, the defending champions, and fear, quote unquote, playing the Brooklyn Nets. You're going to take the matchups that come to you and you're going to try to do your darndest to, to have success with them. And that's the same thing for the Brooklyn Nets. They had to win their last four games to get to this seventh seed to have a play in opportunity. There was no guarantee they were going to be there. They could have been the 10th seed for all we know. So, no, you play the teams in front of you, and I don't think anyone, uh, particularly at least on paper, fears facing Brooklyn. Coming up, what can we expect from this version of the Golden State Warriors in the playoffs? Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. The protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And they're always innovating with flavors, always bringing you new kinds of protein bars that you've never even thought were possible, like a puff protein bar, protein-infused marshmallow. The coconut is my favorite, the coconut marshmallow. Oh my goodness, it's so good. And yet all of Bilt Bar's bars are low in calories, high in protein. Just re- replace your, your sugar-filled granola bar, your candy bars. Replace them all with Bilt Bars. I have. Bilt Bars are my go-to snack at home and on the road, on the go, at the airport. And if you don't believe me, let me help you out. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCKS15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the day. The Golden State Warriors have been flying a little bit under the radar in the Western Conference, such that a team with Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, and coached by Steve Kerr can fly under the radar. But they will be the third seed in the West. They'll take on the Denver Nuggets in a battle of potentially soon to be multi MVPs, one on each side in this matchup. Joining me now from Locked On Warriors, Cyrus Satsas. And Cyrus, this is a Warriors team that has not been at full strength all season. And if you include James Wiseman, will not likely be for the postseason. How much time do you think they need to to get up to speed to where they can be a true contender in the West? Oh, I don't think they need time at all because the the, the first of all, Wiseman, in my opinion, doesn't even count. He didn't play the whole year, um, so everything that's happened this season has been you know in spite of Wiseman not playing. Uh, the only the only injury that was that is a concern still and is Stephen Curry, and uh, you know he injured his foot a, I believe it three weeks ago when Marcus Smart. Um, fell on the foot. Uh, I believe it's a foot sprain is what they diagnosed it as. And honestly, out of, out of all the players, not just on the Warriors, but in the NBA that I would not be concerned about in terms of rust or in terms of regaining his rhythm, it's Steph. I mean, he's one of the all-time greats. He's uh, He is practicing, although he's not participating in full practices yet. Um, but Draymond Green has turned a corner. He's He's back to his old self and the most encouraging player for the Warriors that has really come back and is not only showing his old form, but is showing uh, a progress in light of we've never seen before, and that's Clay Thompson. He, uh, For the first time in his career, he scored 30-plus points in three straight games, finished with 41 tonight, his first 40-plus uh, point game of the season for him. Uh, the one angle of his game that was very concerning for me during his recovery after being away for two and a half years uh, was his defense and and his, his foot speed. And the last few games, he's shown that he can now stay in front of defenders, uh, mentally, he seems attuned. He seems sharp. Offensively, he's looked as good as he's ever been, which is a bold statement. But the the measurables stack up. I think the eye test is showing that now. And look, and what the one player they have now that uh, I think in years past 
would have made this a much more concerning situation for the Warriors is the fact that Jordan Poole has arisen to this new level where he's a most improved player contender. He's he's in line to get a huge contract extension this offseason. But for now, he's he's scored over 20 points in, I believe, 18 of his last 19 games. He had a streak there of 17 straight 20-point or more games. Um, his assist numbers now are starting to really catch up in terms of the point guard position. He had 11 assists in the one game that he did not reach 20. I think he had 19. Um, and all in all, I, I look, as, as someone who tries to cover, cover this team objectively while simultaneously uh, rooting for them on the inside, um, I, I, if you're a member of Dub Nation, you need to be ecstatic right now because this team is going into the playoffs with full momentum. They have a five-game winning streak. The team, with the exception of Stephen Curry, is healthy. And if Stephen Curry is the one player you're worrying about to regain, you know, uh, uh, experience and regain your rhythm and your timing, I think you're in good hands because he's he's going to be okay. That's a player that I am not worried about in terms of rediscovering his game after missing three plus weeks. So. Yeah, it's, it's looking good for the Warriors right now. And finally, usually the story surrounding teams and players has something to do with how the team is trying to cut the cost of its players. Not so with the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks started Drew Holiday on Sunday, so he'd get to 67 games played and trigger a bonus. He played eight seconds and earned $306,000. That would be almost $138 million an hour. I need a raise. Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen. For your second listen, download Locked On Bets. All the gambling advice you need in about 20 minutes. Coming up Tuesday, the play-in tournament is on, and we are all over it. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.